three right away. Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Good afternoon, Hoopers, and welcome to a special Insight Podcast. This is a lot of fun. I'm here with two of my good mates and friends of the show, friends of the family and family indeed. I have the, I've got to, we have to play this, don't we? Every time we get together in the room, we've got to play this guy right down here. This is Super Coach this Brain. Big Brain time. Yes, it is indeed. And the biggest of the horses. Someone would call him a stallion. It is SC Big Horse, Miguel. Some of those people not including my missus. How are we, boys? <laughs> I'm well. Mate. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be good fun. I mean, the the twenty yeah. person mock draft is not something that we do often. Uh, we're only in one of those leagues, I think, out of the two hundred and fifty seven leagues. I think I'm in. Um, yep. So we've got, got plenty to talk through. G, what are, and maybe best to throw over to you first of all, as the draft's probably kicking off in a couple of minutes now. What are your thoughts, and, and what's the difference between a twelve man and a twenty man for you in terms of tactics and the way you approach it? Uh Fucking everything. Now, this is this is a shit show. Yeah. Uh, a twenty man, a twenty man league. Let's be honest, is an absolute shit show. It depends on where you are, and I happen to be the perfect size turd picking at pick seventeen. <laughs> so, I think, and, and I'm not happy about it. I'm doing it in our I League competition. Shout out to obviously Carmore and I League. Mick Dell, where are you? You're picking from your spot today, aren't you, mate? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm picking from pick eight. Tricky yep. spot. Hopefully, someone nice drops down. For me, there's a clear six or a top six in here. But the tricky part for me is being in the middle, you just you don't know what sort of strategy to go with until you're three or four picks deep. So, again, like you've been teaching our viewers, Matty, you've got to think on the fly. You've got to be prepared. And here I am. This is what I'll be doing with the help of fantasy scores. And uh, Dickhead, uh, Nathan Brain, uh, you, you are a, a lovely man. And what pick do you have, Nathan? Tell everybody how blessed you are. <laughs> No, you know what? Uh, okay, fair call. All right, I'm, I'm taking two. Um, oh. Purely because I, I got the second pick in the Ball League 20-man competition. So shout out to Carl. I, I already have transferred him that $500 for rigging the draft. So thanks, <laughs> thanks Carl, for that. Um, right. But yeah, I'm, um, I'm picking from two. But the hard thing from picking from two, you, you get such an early pick and you've got to wait bloody 37 picks until you have another crack. So you're spot on, Mick, in, in terms of having to think on the fly. And I think it becomes even harder now because there's so much that can happen in between picks that you really have to adjust maybe two or three picks before. Yeah, you do. And I think that's where you have to adjust yourself and your drinking habits and drink responsibly and sensibly with our good friends, the Standard Squeeze, because they do help you drink responsibly and conveniently. And also to our good friends crew, you've shouted out to them, Fantasy Scores, who are really fantastic. And they've provided us with our listeners with a promo code. If you use Insight on Fantasy Scores, it's a Yahoo league. And if you're using Yahoo, you've got to get this tool. It's really powerful. It helps you embrace Z-Scores to make the most out of your draft and your team. Boys, I know you play with it. You guys love it, yeah? Oh, for me, I love it. And I'll be using it today because what you can do, even though it doesn't input directly into the Yahoo platform, you can tick your plays that you're picking, you put it in, you see what your strengths are, your weaknesses are, and that's going to help me draft strategize here. 
Look, boys, I think we, uh, Bruno, you talk us up to your picks and then all the way up to Horsey. And then Horsey, if you want to talk us up to mine, and then I'll talk us back down the ladder because we've got a lot of picks here. So I think it's important to go through them and see how we go, especially if you are in a big 20-man league. Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, there's so much going on. Yeah, there is. And um, I've tried to draft on my phone at the same time, but it's actually hating me. So we'll see how we go. I'm going to, with the second, so first pick was Nikola Jokic, which is pretty obvious, obviously. I'm going to take, for the sake of this draft, I'm going to take Luka Doncic at two. And the reason for that, not only because Luka's a gun, but uh, in this specific league that we're drafting in, uh, shout out to the ball league and to Carl, uh, there is triple doubles as a category in this one. So uh, that will definitely uh, play a factor as to what categories are being counted in your league. So Luka Doncic, very big triple-double threat. I'll take him at two instead of Embiid, who I would have taken in another league. Yep. Yeah, it's a good shout. Does that mean people that are triple-double threats later in the draft become more relevant, Mr. Brain? Yes, I think so. I think so. I mean, look, Russell Westbrook probably shoots up the board, doesn't he? Um, you know, you're not taking him based on efficiency, based on turnovers. He can kill a few categories for you, can't he? So um, yeah, yeah. you're definitely not taking him in normal nine cat in the you know top 100, but maybe he does shoot up into the top 100 as a triple-double threat when you expand categories. And for you, um, Mr. G Wiz, Ben Simmons, like there's been a bit of hype about him this preseason. With a triple-double... Uh, category in this nine cat 12, uh, 20 team league. Do you think that skyrockets his value as well? Yeah, absolutely. These are guys who, again, this is what you need to know your league. So I've just actually gone and had a little bit of a look at our, a bit of our league uh, right now, just to see what one we've got. So we're, obviously we're drafting for field goals. Um, we go field goals made. Let's go through them. Uh, score, here we go. Uh, it hasn't imported yet. So we're looking at field goal percentage, free throw percentage, three points made, Three-point percentage, which is an interesting one. Rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, turnovers, and triple-doubles, as well as points. So those are where we sit, Mick. So whenever mm. you look at all the categories, you're picking players based on these categories, obviously, to make them. And again, again with three-point percentage, Mick, I know that you had some fun with this last year. Uh, yeah. It can be tough. It can be tough. So for me, we're up to the eighth pick. This top seven, are, as per usual, I'm going to try something different today. I have been looking at LaMelo Ball with the eighth pick, but I'm going to go with Giannis today. I can go a couple of ways with Giannis. My early thoughts are I may go a punt free throw build or punt free throw strategy, but we'll see how we go because, geez, I've got 20-something picks until my next pick, so a lot can happen between now and then. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So... With our first eight, we've got Jokic, Doncic, Embiid, SGA, Tatum at five, uh, Halliburton at six, Steph Curry at seven, Giannis at eight. Is there anyone you expect, Mr. G Wiz, to fly up the board a little bit when we're talking, well, we've been doing mock drafts now for probably three or four weeks. Is there anyone that's mm. really shot up in this area for you? Yeah, I guess it's all the triple-double guys for me, really. Um it's it's the it's the triple double, so mm-hmm. just looking at guys who are going to possibly facilitate that for you, I think that's where it is. And again, as you said, Mick, this is a twenty teamer. So when you're looking at this, we're at pick ten, uh, pick nine was Kevin Durant. So it's like Kevin Durant, could he get you a triple double? Like he likes to thrust the ball around, but do you think he's going to facilitate that in Phoenix this year? I don't know, but for me, it's targets definitely on that 
I'm looking at it right now and it's hard, man. It's so hard to see who's going to get your triple That's doubles tough. over the course of the season. It's really tough. Like there's only Josh Giddy, I think is one of the guys that probably goes up more. Breno, you reckon Giddy? <laughs> Absolutely. Giddy probably becomes maybe a top 40 asset then if you, if you play in triple-double category. Uh, LaMelo Ball is a guy maybe who doesn't – I mean, his ADP is around 12 at the moment. Uh, yep. I, I would probably bonus? argue maybe he – and he's another perfect example of a guy who can get you a triple-double. So, um, yeah, you definitely have to be wary of it in those leagues. But, uh, again, you probably shouldn't overvalue it either. Yes, it can win you a week, yep. but are you going to go and chase all these guys that can get you triple-doubles? Probably not. You know, you, you probably need to be selective. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It can cost you in other categories. So um, definitely wary on on that one. So, I mean, if you can get yourself a guy, just one guy that'll get you a triple-double, that'll more often than not win you a week just by getting one triple-double within a week. Yeah. So, I'm looking at this now. Sabonis right there. I'm at going early. at 12. That's early, but in this league, it's highly valuable. If you're doing it, if you're in an ILE triple-double league, that's that's highly valuable. And they, there's another guy you mentioned, goes straight away, LaMelo Ball. So he's gone before guys like Dame Lillard, Anthony Edwards, people have been high on him. Uh, you know, Trey Young was a first round pick last year. And when we say first round, sorry, I should say in 12, uh, in 12 team category yeah. leagues. Yeah. Um, when we're saying a first round pick in a 20 man league, it's uh, it starts to spread a little bit. You've got guys like, you know, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, even Mikael Bridges becomes a first round player in a 20 man league potentially. Yeah, 100%. Um, and this is where, like, I think, Boys, you'd agree. Like right now, they're like pick 14 is about to happen. Pick 13 was Lillard. There you go. Mm -hmm. Pick 14 becomes Damian Lillard. Right now, I guess this is the point. This is our mate SC Hawk, which is uh, Robbie from the Inside Podcast Network. That's this right. is where it all falls off a fucking cliff. Like 100%. <laughs> this is for me, it's where it's all, it's an absolute shit show because now if you're thinking about traditional leagues, boys, this is the turn back, isn't it? So this is where someone it would is. pair Booker. So someone would be pairing Booker. Someone would be pairing Ball with, you know, this is where that goes but when you're in a 20 teamer what you're ultimately looking for strategy and my, and my advice to anyone picking from 14 down is you are looking for those targets like Kyrie Irving uh mm -hmm. for example who is a first round player can you get someone that late so can you get first round guys and someone's taken Donovan Mitchell right now I think that is early that's pick 16 so you're looking at Donovan Mitchell as a top 16 player because he's not going to be a triple double threat. Is, does that make sense to you guys? It does. I'm yep. I'm taking James Harden before Donovan Mitchell purely off the back of that. And that's um, why I'm about another... to, I, think I'm a, I think I'm about to grab him because of it. Like, yeah. to be honest, I think yep. I'm looking at James Harden. Also because I picked him up last year as pick seven in the same league. So whether he's playing in Philly... I'm going to take Harden. That's, I mean, that's a triple-double for me, and I'm just going to have to give it a go. I don't think it's my best pick, but it's a triple-double threat, so I'm going to take one on board. Trey Young, after that one, not so much a triple-double threat, but obviously going to stack in those points, threes, and assists. And this is pretty much going to round us up to the, uh, the back of the, the round. So I'm still looking now for guys who would be traditional first-round value to return that now with my 23rd pick overall. So then, Mick, it's you. When you pick, you're looking at guys who are early third round value, but you want to take them into yeah. the second. Yeah, yeah. This is this is tough. Just watching names fly off the board. We still haven't made it into the the second round yet. We're 19 picks deep. So when you're talking about 12 team leagues, we're almost into Ooh. the third round by the time the turn comes. So this, yeah, this is it's ultra important to draft strategize. 
Darren Fox at 19, mm. Kyrie at 20. Yeah, see, I that's early for Fox. He's not going to give you a triple-double, so he doesn't jump yeah. in value as far as I'm concerned. Look, he's also going in other drafts. Breno, what, third, fourth round? Fifth round? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I think his ADP, when I've looked at the consensus ADP across the board, is sitting around that late 30s mark at the moment. Uh, and we've picked him at half of that in, in this draft. So maybe a Kings fan, Michael, not sure. Um, but uh, could be a homer pick. Who knows? See, here's some Have interesting you... ones for you. Yeah. Have you seen that? He's Go paired Darren Fox with Victor Wembenyana. Yeah, that's 20. early. 22 mm. that is very very early for victor Wembanyama, especially with the i mean we've talked about this a little bit in the spurs podcast and things like that where we're worried about the shutdown effect potentially in san antonio and you know how many games he plays this year is a potentially a talking point isn't it g yeah 100 percent. so i'm just looking at this and, and i'm looking how people are pairing picks now cat has played a couple of nice games in the international exhibition nba games over in abu dhabi looks good mm -hmm. looks good for minnesota now it's the preseason but that gives me the faith that when i'm trying to get him in the third round i'm going to i'm going to put a name out there who i like on the board because people can listen back to this guys who are important right now bam uh, but i'm actually going to go down and i'm going to take Kawhi leonard so Kawhi Leonard is my risk-reward guy. Uh, I He's at 25. I'm not going to get him back, but Kawhi Leonard is a top 20 NBA player. He's a top 15 NBA player. So to get him for me in round two with, what, 40, basically 30 picks between it, I'm not going to get that again. But another guy I liked there was Cade Cunningham because I think Cade Cunningham can drop in a couple of triple doubles this season. Boys, what are your thoughts? Yep. Yep, I've got him in my queue. Mm. Yep. Yeah, he's Absolutely. he'll be in everybody's queue, I think, Cade, this year. I think the excitement yeah. factor behind what he could do with a full season under his belt. Uh, I know that obviously it was an injury affected year last year for Cade. So yeah. hopefully this year he can put a full season together. Uh has a bit of a bounce back. We know the talent, you know. So uh yeah, he's he's gonna be in my queue in every draft I do. Yeah, hundred percent. So we've got Hugh a couple that him. have already gone. Kristaps Pazingas went. So Damo uh, Damo's paired Donovan Mitchell with Chris Stapps-Bazingas, which I don't mind now that Robert Williams is out of town in Boston. That's a nice one. Yep. Uh, and then Rob, straight after that, has paired Anthony Edwards with LeBron James. Homer. So, that is a homer. Absolutely. Although he is a Lakers man, so he'd be stoked yeah. that he's getting LeBron there. He would be absolutely Sorry. pumped. But he's also triple doubles. LeBron, guys, come on. He's, he's, mm -hmm. He puts him up there. So he jumps in value. Sorry, it hasn't been mentioned yet. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> Yes. Every podcast, it's compulsory. That. Hey, um, G, why is Fred Van Fleet dropping? Tell us. Because we, we did a draft last night, a proper one, no mm. mock drafts, a proper one. 12-team, uh, 10-round Yeah, the boys. Nine-cat, yep. I picked him up at the end of the fourth round. You did? Yeah, I don't know. He's still, uh, like, he's a season, I don't know. you know, top... 20, top 25 player? Yeah, let me actually bring this up right now. I'll actually, I've got the ADPs here. Let me bring up where mm. he's going. I've actually been very, very interested to see where Van, I've got to put in the word Van. If you search fleet, it won't work just the same way. So his average ADP right now is 43. In ESPN, for some god awful reason, he's at 70. He's actually dropped down Fred Van Vliet, and I don't know why. Yahoo, he's wow. dropped to 24. And on fan tracks, he's 29. So, I don't really know why he's going that low. 
I mean, ESPN, for him to be going at 70, is he's just well off people's radar. But for me, I'm actually, look, I'm a proponent right now that you're starting around the 30s. If he's on your board, you've got to be thinking about picking him up, like 100%. Mm-hmm. And also, I think we experienced last night, didn't we, with ESPN and their rankings and their ADPs just seem way off the mark. No offense to oh. ES, maybe there is offense to ESPN. There's um, massive to, to, have, to ESPN. For Van Vliet to be at a 71 ADP, I think what, whatever it was last night, and there were a couple of other real bizarre ones. Walker Kessler was at 76 or something in, in ESPN. So Fantrax and Yahoo seem to be a lot more kind of aligned with ADP and ranking at the moment. Um, so what are your thoughts on drafting off the back of ADP? I know you've spoken a lot about this, G, and you have a pretty strong opinion on the topic. It's something to avoid, isn't it? Yeah, do not fucking do it. I, I just did a wonderful pod this morning. Uh, shout out to Mitch Casey from Ball Boys Fantasy. And the first thing that we said is, here's the lesson. Uh, when you're taking risk, especially, just don't draft off ADP. There's ADPs for a reason. For instance, if your guy is injured, they're going to still be on there. So you'll be a guy at the top of the queue. I spoke about with Skitty with this as well. You'll have a guy who's injured sitting at the top of that queue. So other guys will come off. And if you were new to fantasy, and you're looking at that, you're like, oh my God, Jalen Brown's there. It's five, six rounds in. Jalen Brown's there. Why is he not there? You might not know the full story behind it. He could be sitting at training camp. You could be hearing rumors and you're backing on just taking the best guy in a queue than actually doing your research and really getting in and digging deeper to why those guys are still on the wire. Don't draft off ADP. They're all base. Draft with your gut and draft off with your strategy. Like you're about to do, Mickey Dell. Yeah, I was hoping Cade would drop one more spot, but he unfortunately has been taken. Um, We're going to keep rolling with the triple-double threat here, and I'm going to go back-to-back bigs and pick up the spinny boy, Pascal Siakam. He's been known to drop the odd triple-double. I think without Fred Van Fleet, there's more of an opportunity for the spinny boy and Scotty Barnes to handle the rock a little more, which in turn more assists. Bit of alliteration there, Spinny Siakam. I like it. Maybe that'll mm-hmm. catch on. Spinny. He, now, he loves it driving into the paint and doing his little spin move. Loves it. So he's the spinny boy. Shout he's out to Udoji on NBA 2K, who loves to do the spin move into the post oh, and then get stripped or lose the ball. So shout out to Dodge. Who is in this time. um he's in this Every draft time. as well? Who are you, um, now, obviously your two picks are gone. Uh, leading up to my pick now, it's still so far away that I'm still really struggling to get a gauge on who's going to fall to me. Because I feel like now most of the time when I'm drafting at two and then I'm drafting again at 38 or 39 or whatever it is, I kind of have to wait to make my decision until I'm maybe five or six picks out. Or I have to maybe like have a really big queue, which is what I've done in this draft. I've gone together and basically before we hopped online, I went and put a ton of players in my queue just to give me a little bit of a guide on guys that I was keeping an eye on because things can change so quickly here. Um, We've seen here Phil, a good friend of the show, and uh, he's doing some awesome write-ups at the moment, isn't he? Oh, isn't he? For, um, oh, for all those punters out there who love love the NBA. So uh, we've seen Phil pair Halle Burton with Miles Turner, which I really like. Um, we've been Indiana Pacers stack. Here at the moment. Love that. A Pacers stack. Is. Go, Phil. Um, I'm not sure whether Skitty timed out there, but he's gone Tatum into DeJounte Murray, and it doesn't seem like a pick he'd take. Uh, Hewins has pounced and gone with SGA into Jaron Jackson Jr., which is, again, another good pairing, I think. What's uh? You got your brother in this in this uh in this mock, Mick. What do you think yep. Anthony's thinking at the moment? He's got Embiid. Who's he pairing him? Yeah, with? I think he's going to pair Embiid with a guard. Yep. Um, as we all know, he's the second best center on two K in the family. So, um, and there, there you go. Oh, well, he's taken a forward. He's taken a flex. Paul George. 
he he does like Paul George. I reckon he'll look at picking up if Jalen Brunson's still there at the turn for him or Jamal Murray, he'll pick either of them up. And this one continues to fall to me, this pick. Um, I picked him last night. I've picked him in probably three mocks in the last three or four weeks, and that's Evan Mobley. So mm. Evan Mobley seems to be going around that late 30s, early 40s mark, and I feel like I need to reach it a little bit just thinking like, I've got a short turn, which is great, and I can pick someone up on the turn here relatively quickly. But on my pick back around, I'm going to have to reach on someone knowing that there's a good chance they don't come back to me. Yeah, yeah. that's right. 100%. <laughs> Oh, so there goes and I'm Brunson. Not sure who that is? So Roy Banks has had to wait 39 picks in between his first pick and his next pick. It's a long and journey. There, it is a long. There goes journey. one of mine that I had in the queue, but which is it's probably a little early for Jordan Poole. But again, he's not going to get a pick into the 60s. So if he wants Poole, he's got to take him now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, I think this is, this is this is the thing as well why we say it's a shit show, and I and I put my hand on my heart saying it is an absolute. It is chaos. And this is the reason ultimately why when we start to look at like where guys go, you're, there's such a disparity between picks between you. You've, you've really got to think on your feet the whole time. Everything you're doing is just like bang, bang, bang out of the way. Guys like Zach Levine, like you think it's only the third pick, but it's the 43rd pick in the draft. So do you see that same value for him? Uh, so there's just a lot of, there's a lot of guys going to go flying out the door. Like Drew Holiday, what do we think of his value in Boston, boys, this year? Don't love it. I, I, I mean, I, lo- I love the fact that Pazingas probably gets a more prominent role with Robert Williams out now. But does Drew Holiday play the same kind of role uh, that he played, you know, in Milwaukee? Maybe, probably. You still got Jason Tatum there. You got Jalen Brown, who just signed a big contract. Kristaps Porzingis is uh, definitely going to want his hands on the ball, isn't he? So is Drew the fourth scoring option? Yeah. Is Tatum so, going to be yeah. the main ball handler? Lots of There's way too many question marks for me for Drew Holiday. Yeah, and that's who Anthony's picked up. Yeah. So he's got his centre, he's got a forward, he's got a guard. So he's, he's spreading the load nicely here. Um, but for Drew, just going back to your thoughts and opinions, Nath and Maddie, he's the fourth option in the Celtics offence which is going to feature the top three heavily. He's a facilitator. He's nice on the defensive end, but I anticipate his offensive numbers to drop. Yeah, and and I think we've, we're, the conversations around this, I think the biggest victim of this whole thing is Derek White. There are people looking for mm-hmm. upside in Derek White this season, and you can't tell me there's that massive upside for Derek White now for the Celtics with Drew Holiday being around. He is from, Not a chance. He is a superior I- defender. And Can I, like, yeah, like, yeah. Do you think, do you think maybe White's a better defender? Cause I think, I, I think don't think that dynamic backcourt, Mick. I don't think White starts. I think he leads the six. He's the six man. Ooh. They've got, they've got so much in the oh, way of hot, options. Hot, 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 hot. That is hot. I don't, they've got, they've got holiday. They've got Porzingis. They've got Brown. They've got Tatum. They could throw out that Sammy Hauser or someone out there as a you know a lock a knockdown shooter. They've got plenty of defense. Why wouldn't you run with Derek White running the bench? What about Peyton Pritchard? Yeah. Start him at the two. Who's he? Who's he? she? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, they've buried Peyton Pritchard for so long. I think this is the year that guys on the fringes of the Celtics for them to be the team that obviously has championship aspirations. They yeah. need to run deep. And they need to give these guys like Hauser, Pritchard, basically anyone needs to step up there. 
they've lost some depth, but they've gained Drew Holiday. And I think that's what, you know, is is what's going on with them. And Robert Williams, I think, was a massive loss, to be fair, because if Chris Stapps goes down, the only real pickup you've got is Drew Holiday of in the offseason. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's an improvement on Marcus Smart, but yeah. Mm. Um, yeah he- the last few picks, just for the people watching at home, Jamal Murray went number, what is that, 40, 44, Vucevic, 45, Zion Williamson, 46, Jalen Brown, 47. I picked up Josh Giddy at 48, probably reaching a little bit, but he's definitely not coming back to me. And again, I've now got three triple-double threats and players that do a little bit of everything on the floor. Chet Holmgren at 49 and at 50, DeMar DeRozan. And as I said last night, boys, the more I hear his name, the less I like it. I think he's on the way out. His age has got him. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for the DeMar joke of some sort, so I'm glad you're wrong mm. with that. Um yeah, no, I agree with you. I think DeMar's sliding, which is why I took Zach Levine with with my pick because I feel like Zach Levine probably becomes the guy now in, in Chicago. I mean, look, there's been, he's been a part of trade talks, but I feel like they have to lean into him now. DeMar is getting older. I reckon he's getting older. He's not going to be the guy they're going to continue to lean on that much anymore, in my opinion. Do you, do you disagree, G? Do you still think that Zach Levine maybe is not going to be as valuable as, as what I think? I I have I have I have not have max emotions. I have maximum emotion about Zach Levine. No, I have mixed emotions about Zach Levine. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's either going to be traded or he's going to play well. It's it's just like it's it's like it's, just, it's like playing a tennis game in my head about what I think is going to happen there because it's very inevitable that they could blow that team up. They signed Vooch back. They've given him an extension deal, so they're looking for it. I was also pissed at the same time that someone took OG Ananobi because that's who I was like, oh, OG's still on the board, and he fell in our draft last night. And I picked him up and I was like, just like Mick Dell with Pascal, like he dropped to me. Let me take that. So, mm-hmm. but no, Zach Levine, mate, I'm, I'm not there on. I think he's, um, yeah, I, I think he's definitely a guy who is uh, either going to perform for you or he's going to be traded, but he's still going to perform somewhere else. He just won't get the same return. Fair call. Fair call. What are your thoughts? So last couple of picks now. So obviously after OG Ananobi at, what are we, how's in maths? 43, 40. Hang on. I'll work out the maths later. It's not my strong We're point. We're at 57. Uh, oh, this is my third pick at 57. Nice. There you go. There we go. Um, so Walker Kessler went before you to Damo. Before that, went Rudy Gobert went incredibly early to Rob. I'd love to know what Rob's thoughts are on that because Rudy Gobert's been dropping to, you know, 70, 80 um, in the majority of the drafts that I've done. Are you? Am I missing something that you boys see with Rudy Gobert or has he gone way too early on him? Early. Yeah. yeah, the early. reason for me why that's early is because he's getting a little older. He's lost a little bit of his speed. Like mm. he is seven foot hundred, so he's not going to have a lot of speed in the first place. But that that lateral movement to be able to keep in front of defenders when he switched onto the perimeter, he's mm. just lost a little bit, which is why his uh, block numbers went down last year, and he just doesn't work well with Cat. So I think we'll see Cat on the way out. But even when he does go, he didn't really take over last year when Cat was injured. Yeah I, yeah, I agree with you there. I think, look, I, this is a guy like who I've said, this is a guy everyone was high on. Mick, you've, we've done fantasy for some years. Mate, you used to take him yeah. top 20. And he used to bore you. He was, if you were taking free throw percentage, oh, get Gobert in. And now people are Happy just not there on him anymore. 
Like you just, he's not that defensive player of the year candidate. He still does contribute, especially in those tank free throw teams. But you mean people are picking up Walker Kessler before Rudy Gobert and Walker Kessler literally in Utah is, is the new Rudy. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's the same, same. It's just, it's just not yeah. different. Except um, they got five draft picks for him. There you go. And one of them mm. was Walker Kessler. Uh, who went yeah. the pick before me uh, straight after Rudy Gobert um, was Walker Kessler. Ironically, I picked up Tyrese Maxey, Bradley Beal, Claxton. This guy's built a couple of centers there. So Michael underscore underscore, because one is not enough H has uh, paired Victor Wenbanyama with Nick Claxton. So obviously now it's the Chet Holgren clock is running. Uh, I like Claxton there. Uh, part, oh, this is Mick. Please say who just went off the board. Please say it. Paul Bunkero. Yeah, I love it when you say it like he- that. It's like um, it was, that was different to what I've heard. The way I've heard you say it, I mean, Paul Bankero, Bankero, yeah, Paul Bankero. I've I've heard yeah. I've heard him a bit, but that that was good, Mick. I like that. No, I'd who's he going to pair him with? Little... No, it's been no, a whole different, isn't it? He's got Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie Waggles, Carl uh, Anthony, Tanny Waggles. Yeah. I don't really Brandon know what Ingram. he's trying to build there. No, oh, Brandon. Yeah, okay, Brandon. Um, that's an interesting view. I think he's filling up sports. Yeah. Also, Brandon Ingram is a guard in fan tracks. Can I just say? I've never seen him play shooting guard. <laughs> never. I, I Small forward, power forward, I would have said, for Ingram, which is what I thought it was. So anyway, there you go. Mick, what were you about to say, so, mate? Now, I was going to ask you, you picked up Harden, and then you, you picked up Kawhi, who I really like. I think he's got especially in this format, first-round value this year. And then you've picked up James Harden's replacement for when he does eventually leave in Tyrese Maxey. Where are we looking to go here, mate? I really like that pick. Are you looking to go large-ish here? Pick up a centre, forward centre? No, um, I think I can get value in centres late, to be fair, in this draft. And to be fair, this is what I'm not doing. I want to be very clear for all this. What's Matty going to do in I-League? This is not what I'm doing in I-League. This is me literally... I'm taking the piss of myself being like, I'm, I'm literally trying to have a fun build. I'm not going to lie. I am trying to make the most fun build I can. And I'm looking to squirrel in on some things that I haven't done in the past. So for me, this is a purely fun build. And I'm actually trying to focus on getting some guards and forward depth first. And then I'm going to tack to my bigs. So this is me literally having fun with the draft, but trying to be tactical and win it at the same time, which is hard. But Cam Johnson, uh, Picking him up at 65, and I think the value that he brings by way of points, three-pointers, I'm trying to really get those in. High free throw percentage, effective field goal percentage on these guys, I like. Mm-hmm. And I like Cam. I know he's got some injuries going around right now, but I think I'm going to try my luck at getting centers late. Guys okay. on the board right now who I was looking at, like Chet Holgren, Jalen Williams, Scotty Barnes. like These are guys that I like because I'm picking right now at 64, and they're not going to come back to me. Like, there's no way that I know that Jalen Williams is going to sneak past either of you two. And again, I will be probably aggregated on YouTube again for saying that I do not. This is like my my bugbear. Oh, and there is my point. There he goes. There he goes. Thank you. He went at pick 65. It's Damo. And and I say this, boys, you know me. What is the floor? What is the ceiling? His ceiling could be a top 30 NBA player, but I don't think he's a top 30 NBA fantasy player in this season. He's not top 40, I don't think, this season. Is he flirting Mm -hmm. with top 50? He could buy some drinks at the bar, maybe. But again, if you're picking up Jalen Williams between 55 and 70, you're drafting him at like optimal. 
because he finished 74 last year. If he goes around early, he's what, 55? So I think picking him up at 65 is reasonable. And Devin Vassell, who I know you like, Mikdell, after the line, Clay Thompson off the board. Devin Vassell, I know you love, mate. Who are you thinking now that some of your guys that you like are coming off? Yeah. I've got guards in my queue at the moment. So I'm looking at... I need steals. Um, I've just run my my team through fantasy scores, and I am I will win this cat most weeks. I've got the dark green in five categories, but one category I need to shore up is steals right now, because I can stream in threes later, and I'm punting free throws. So when we're running with that, I'm probably looking at a Markel Fultz or someone sneaky nice that I like that. Um, I picked up last night as well. Tyus Jones from uh, Washington. He does a little bit of everything. Picked up a triple-double last year too. I think he's going to have a greater role at Washington, facilitating Poole, facilitating Kuzma, plenty of assists there. Gets rebounds, out-of-position rebounds for a 6-1, 6-2 guard. So he's another one I'm looking at as well. Mick, can I ask you a favour? Yeah. I want to ask you this. I think I, 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 want, to, I want to do an experiment with you live, and this I'm literally pulling on this – on you, on you. I'm pulling, yeah. I'm pulling on you live, and that sounds about as dirty as I could say in this podcast. And there we go, Ben Simmons, guys, go and pick at 71 in this draft. That's about where you take him with triple doubles as a cat, correct? I, I, I'd even say that's a stretch. That's so, cool. to be honest. Like, have we? Have, I mean, look, what what did he do last year? Do we trust? That Ben Simmons now shooting threes at training camp is now the what seventh year in a row that we've had Ben Simmons comeback season. Um, mm. I don't necessarily trust. Oh, I don't trust him enough to take him as a top eighty player, even with triple doubles as a category. I really I hope he does come back as an Australian. I hope he yep. fucking kills it. But I will be looking elsewhere purely just there's too much risk around what happens with him this year to start the season. I might trade for him later. Mick, can I ask you? So, uh, well, obviously, Breno, that's a no from you. You don't take him there in triple-double mm. league. Mick, do you take no. him there in triple-double league? No. At the earliest, I'd look next round because there's too much value right now to okay. pass up 20 picks to pick up someone that might play. Can I say, I see what he's – he's definitely trying to go for that triple-double category. If you look, at he's got Sabonis on his team. Jimmy Butler can drop them in. Simmons is probably doing that. But I love Simmons. Can I – I would actually, I would rate that pick higher if it was with a team that was really points heavy, had a really high throw percentage. If you put him in there to add to those counting stats to get that triple double and he's not going to tank you because he doesn't get a high, because he's so scared of taking free throws, he doesn't get to the line much. You know what I mean? The psychology is I'm not going to try and attack the basket so I don't get fouls, so I don't have to get the free throw shot. And I know, Brano, you said it. He's shooting videos yesterday. Ben Simmons makes 10 in a row. Amazing. Mm. You don't. You're not buying that shit, are you? Uh, look, I, I like to see it. Don't get me wrong; it's nice. But yeah. Uh, yeah, until I see him put that black and white uniform on and go out there and you know take a catch and shoot three from the corner, or I see him running downhill like the '76ers days in year two and three, where he used to dominate and he used to score mm. triple doubles for fun, uh, I will be very cautious around Ben Simmons. So there's a few picks on that on this topic. I guess we're moving on. Uh, Jar Morant went at 71, so we're stashing there. Chris Middleton, 72. Tyce Jones, 73. Austin Reeves went at 74. Uh, mm. Phil's taken 
Tyler Hero at 75. Uh, he mentioned in a chat with us that he's pretty high on Tyler Hero after looking into the Miami and doing the Miami mm. season preview for the punters in our Discord chat. So uh, that one, I mean, you didn't like it, Mick? No. <laughs> and I'll tell you what I don't like either. Scoot Henson being taken one pick before I was going to take him. Thank you, Anthony Delaney. You can pass that message <laughs> on to your brother. I will. Can you text him right now and just call him a dick for us? That'd be really funny. Sure. Thank my you. thoughts on this, we're looking at pick 79 for me. So my fourth round pick. Uh, there's a couple of options for me. I mean, I've got a, I've got a forward center. Uh, Luca, I'm probably going to have to tank free throw percentage with Luca, potentially even turnovers. Um, but I'm going to take a bit of an upside pick here. And I'm going to... Oh, am I going to do it? Yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Anthony Simons. Now, obviously with that opening uh i was looking at scoot henderson obviously in the same team for the same reason now that dame lillard's moved on uh but we've seen some glimpses of some brilliance from anthony simons so i'm, I'm really hoping that extra opportunity this year provides uh that next step for him and it's straight back to me after jalen duran and bridges miles bridges was stashed so that's thrown me off a little bit well yeah you while guys, you make uh, your pick nate yeah, G, thank you jalen duran at 80. nice stretch or do you think Stretch. that's nice value there? Oh, look, it depends on what he's building. If I look at his build, he's got Jokic, so he's got his center position. He's got Brunson, Poole, Duran, uh, and Bridges. Look, Bridges is about the time where you want to take him because Bridges, I think, is one of those guys who can return top 70, top 60 value at the end of the day, even higher than that potentially, depending on what the role and how it shakes out with the new system in Charlotte. Uh Duran is someone who I like this season, but I don't like him there. If you're trying to get the center spot, because you're worried if you're going to get one, Jakob Pertl just went out. I would probably have taken Jakob Pertl over Duran, to be fair. Like, like I just, I do love Duran this season. I just don't know if I'm there with that being my fourth overall player in my team. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Like if this was a 12, if this was a 12 or 14 team league, he'd be going later in the draft and I'd have another option. But there, I just... I think it could be a bit too soon for him. Him and Kate is going to be fun to watch, you reckon, boys? 100%. Yeah, yep. that's, that's going to be good fun. I mean, we saw from Jalen Duran last year what um, you know what a presence he had on, on Detroit. Um, and, you know, he locked the paint down for them and, and did a fantastic job. And uh, Mick, we did a bit of a trade that involved Jalen Duran at the back end of last season in, in one of our leagues. And I think everybody wins in that scenario. Jalen Duran, uh, quality player and a nice little trade package. Yeah. Yeah. Love that trade. So Jeremy He's not even 20. just off the board as well. He's not even 20. The man is a man mountain. Mm -hmm. He's a huge boy. Now, so we're now getting, sorry, yeah. Nick, we're, we're now getting into the thick of the shit show as, as G mentioned earlier. Uh, we've got through, what's that? 85 picks now. So mm -hmm. Bruce Brown at 86 is inc as much as we love Bruce Brown. And we've talked a lot about, Bruce Brown, 86 is crazy. Too early, Phil. Too early, yeah. Phil. Phil's, Phil's reaching because he's not coming back. Yeah. 100%. I've got one for you, G. With Chris Shoot. Paul running point guard, Steph Curry mm -hmm. shooting guard, mm -hmm. Clay Thompson at the small forward, mm -hmm. do you think Andrew Wiggins has got value this year? Oh, that's a loaded question. I think. Oh, I don't want to disparage. You know, I hate you know what you know. I hate shitting on dudes. Uh, mm -hmm. But you're gonna do no. it. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna go full tilt. I just don't think people should be like chasing Wiggins and thinking that he's gonna have some massive thing. People forget that he's a decent enough basketball player. He can put some good numbers on the board, a hundred percent. But I think with his absence makes the heart grow fonder. Have we heard about that with our with your love your loved ones? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's exactly what I think fantasy punters are doing with the absence of Andrew Wiggins last year. Oh, they geez. see the promise and the potential, and because they've been away. Yeah. Mick, oh, you, you took a bloke there. Tell us tell us about Mark Williams, because I'm probably more interested in the upside of someone like Mark Williams this season than I am what the possibility of a known commodity like Wiggins really is. Yeah, Mark Williams, clear number one center at Charlotte. I think a year in the system under Steve Clifford, we know he doesn't like to play rookies, but he's clearly better than Nick Richards. I, I think in a pick-and-roll situation with LaMelo Ball, that's going to free him up a lot. And all of a sudden with... PJ Washington coming back, uh, Rosier, Bridges, like they can all shoot the three. There's going to be a, a nice amount of space there for Williams to work inside. So don't mind mm. that pick there at all. Yeah, no, I like and that. And he, shoot, he like, shoots a free throw fairly well for a big as well. Yeah, he's been improving on it. That's someone. Oh, Wendell Carter. There we go. So, the, so we can we start to see like there's a lot of people just filling up their positions now. This is like one of those rounds where people are just going left, right, and center. Porter Michael Porter Jr. This is I mean, is is Austin Reeves still around? I'm just seeing if he's just taking. Nah, he's home long gone. I, he's long gone. I didn't see that one go. Uh, previous uh, round. Oh oh, Capella back. and Fultz. Yeah. So I'm asking you this: Anyeka Okongwu, who I like to call the mm. omelette. <laughs> Do you take Capella as a Hawks? This is straight shot Hawks fan for you, Brano. This season, yep. do you take Capella or do you take? A Kongwu, gun to your head. A Kongwu, not even a thought. I mean, Capella's been in trade talks, right? They're, they're talking about, um, you know, Dallas maybe being in the conversation around Capella needing a big man, but I don't know whether that happens now with um, is it Derek Lively. So uh, maybe they lean into him. But th- there's plenty of trade value there for Atlanta. It kind of makes sense that they move him on. And as we're speaking about this, a Kongwu's been taken by you, which is exactly the pick that I would have taken. Uh, I would have taken a Kongwu over Capella purely because Capella's getting on in age. Um, yes, he's great, but a Kongwu has so much upside. I think a Kongwu showed us last year when Capella was out. He became, I think, a top 75 player on the season uh, at one point when he got a stretch of games under his belt. So I'm yeah. taking a Kongwu every day of the week. Yeah, 100%. I, I just like it. And I think it's a guy who I'm really interested to see his upside. And I guess that brings us up. I took a, a Kongwu uh, at 96, then Mitch Robinson, Draymond Green, Tobias Harris took us to pick 100. Say, how's this Harris filling in nicely there for Tom Hall? Uh, 12, because 11 of Tom Halls in this world just isn't enough. We need 12 of them. Uh, there's been some interesting picking around, people filling positions up. There's some interesting team building. We can see Michael's gone with Fox, Wenbanyama, Claxton, Shangun, Draymond Green, and then Jalen Green as well. Jalen Green risk this season. It's it's good. It's bad risk. Where do you associate that this year, boys? Not bad risk yeah. now. I think in the sixth round. So what's that? We're, we're talking about when the 110s now for the picking. 102, there's, there's value. 120s now, is it? Yeah. 102. No, 102. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. I think past 100, you're not you're not reaching at all. Um, you would hope that under Udoka, his shot selection's a little more cautious and that his field goal percentages go up. And I think alongside uh, Fred Van Fleet 
in a system where we've seen Harden had an interview with the Rockets, basically talked him out of a max contract there. They want to play more team ball. I think that probably suits him a little better. Yeah, agreed. And after him went Robert Williams, uh, Time Lord, uh, there with 105. I picked up Chris Paul with the 105th pick, which I'm super happy with. Uh, 106, Shaden Sharp, and Trey Jones. The other T. Jones, not to be confused in your drafts with this season between Tyus Jones and Trey Jones, uh, the San Antonio incarnation of T. Uh, T. Jones went to Robbie and making its way quickly back to you guys like Keegan Murray. Ups- upside this season, you're thinking the Kings? I think they're going to have to lean more on him, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I think Harrison Barnes, he's unfortunately had his time in the NBA and he's basically just a placeholder there until Keegan Murray gets to a point where he can just take over. You make him sound like he's dead, Mick. Wish he was. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't say that. I don't mean that. He's He was a good player. but He's a good player. I think, <laughs> I think, I think he's done now. I really want I really want Harrison Barnes to hear this and just tweet you right now, being like, I'm still alive, dickhead. Like I can still play so. the game. Who was that today? Did you guys see Evan Fournier snap at Tom Thibodeau and then Tom Thibodeau clap back in the Knicks press conference? No, I did not. No, did you read this? Evan Fournier. I might have to I might have to do it. Evan Fournier is like, I can still fucking play. And he's like, I don't they just didn't need me. They didn't need me. And then the response from uh, Tom Thibodeau, when asked later in the day, um, he was like blunt after this. He goes, I'm a good player. I can fucking play. And then later in the press conference down the line, someone asked Tommy Thibodeau about it. And Thibodeau was like, ah, he'll see. Yeah, we'll see what he does. See, we'll see. I think, I think Tom Thibodeau in, a, in maybe a press conference previous was talking about the fact that they were asking him whether there were going to be any major changes to the roster or the rotation or anything. And he basically said, well, uh, whatever their record was, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, he's like that speaks for itself, and it was like a it was a half decent record for the Knicks. They obviously finished up top in playoff contention. And he goes, well, we're not mm-hmm. going to really need to change much, are we? So a mm-hmm. uh, bit of a bit of a snap at Fournier not making it back into the rotation is pretty clear over there. So he will 100%. be traded by the sounds Mick- of things. But the problem is, there's not much value there for him. <laughs> no, there's no, there's not. Mick, I love your pick. Talk us through uh, Joshy Hart and and how we do love Josh Hart this season. I have the opposite opinion of Josh Hart as to what I have of Harrison Barnes. I love that man. <laughs> he, he does so much for me. He does so much for me. Out of position rebounds, he, he dishes out his assists. He shoots the three fairly well, gets his points, averages just over 11 points. He does a lot, gets a steal a game. He, he can be the cherry on my cake. I love it. Mm. Mm. You made me a bit hungry there. I'm, oh. I'm just really, I'm the Josh Hart or Jerry Cake. Both, both. Um, I'm I'm very concerned at this point in the draft. Uh, we're coming up to closer to 120, 115 now. Um, I'm so I've got one forward eligible player in my lineup at this point in time, and I'm looking at forwards at the moment. Aaron Gordon was on my list, and Skitty's auto draft has ruined my life. I it's very thin at the moment in uh in forwards and we've been so used to for for both of us we've been so used to doing 12 team drafts 160 max or whatever it ends up being um that when you start getting around this number you're thinking end of draft but we're not even six rounds in so you've got to look real deep don't you you've got to be basically maybe the last two or three rounds you're just taking complete flyers and just hoping to god some someone comes together for you Brano, to people to players like Bogdanovich and Herb Jones, do they tickle your fancy at all? Like Bogdanovich, I feel as though he's going to 
uh, get the chance to really show off and push up his trade value before he gets shipped off out of Detroit. I think that's what they're probably going to try and do, build him up a little bit early in the season, mm-hmm. then move him on and put some time into their their uh, younger players. But yeah, do, do I like him enough to pick him? Because wherever he goes, there's a good chance he plays a bench role. Mm. Let's let's be honest. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Herb Jones, on the other hand, I mean, I like his game. Uh, is there a Trey Murphy's out for potentially the year? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the only reason I'd look at him. Now, speaking of, I might hand back to you guys while I make my pick. Yeah, no, on that Trey Murphy, uh, so rumoured 20 games, there's been a bit of an update out of New Orleans the past, okay. day, and they will be trying to bring him back as as soon as they can, um, not to obviously push him and, and put him in any way, shape, or risk. And I've seen him already be taken in this draft. So I think you hit the nail on the head there, um, to be fair. Like, if guys like Herb Jones are still around, you've got to look at him because he is going to fill that spot while guys like Trey are, are out. But I think the other question for me, and I'm, I'll let Brano answer this afterwards, are guys like Sadiq Bay, they exist in Atlanta. And when Sadiq came over last year, he got more of a role. He did have some good times in the Pistons, obviously, as an option there, and he's been moved on. So I think he's still in like three seasons, four seasons into the NBA. So he's not exactly you know, out of his prime, so to speak, but he's definitely someone who's going to be an option and a rotation, a heavy rotational piece in Atlanta this season, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Matharin. I think so. Like it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he's pretty much solidified starting role over in Indiana now, hasn't he? Um, from from what all accounts anyway, um, from, from training camp, from preseason. So I, I don't mind his game. I know it's very heavy scoring. Um, shoots, the, shoots the ball relatively well. But uh, I took Herb Jones off the back of basically what you guys have just spoken about. Um, I can reassess maybe when um, Trey Murphy comes back, but... They use Herb Jones at the small forward role more often than not and, and use him as a bit of a lockdown defender. So he's not going to get his points up, but he does fill the stat sheets in steals and, and the odd block, which I do need in my roster right now. I'm a little bit short on uh, those defensive stats. So, uh, yeah, that's why I took him. Mm. Talking about defensive stats, uh, McDaniels for your brother there. Uh, I really like Jaden McDaniels. Mick, you picked him up uh, last year. You like the overall yeah. game that he can bring, especially in a, in a, in a deep league. Yeah. He does, and there goes one of the people at my queue, Thompson mm-hmm, from Detroit. I really like him here, but uh, Daniels, yeah, just he does a bit of everything. Sneaky, sneaky, nice defensively. Gets you a steal, almost two stocks a game, as you would say, um, mate. One block and one uh, steal a game. Uh, scores the ball. I think it was what thirteen points a game. Not over the top, but just nice value. Yeah, I like that. Now I've got to, who's could, who's the eyes on with your queue going, Mick? Who are you? Who are you? It's it's some guys that I know that you like, like Sohan, Thompson are going out, McDaniel's are going out, Reed. I know you. These are guys I know that you like. So yep. this is going to be a bit frustrating for you. Uh no, because there's I'm Ooh. looking to fill my Lex spot here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Jaden Ivy. That's going to help me with my streaming of threes as well. I think he's going to, with Cade Cunningham now coming back, Jaden Ivey handles the ball a lot less and goes back to his strengths, coming off screens, hitting shots. I like that. And then we've got you. So we're at Paul Reed, then we've got Jaden Ivey uh, to you. And Yusuf Nurkic 
change of circumstances now. Um, so obviously not in Portland anymore. What are our Needs thoughts on Nurkic right. in Phoenix? Like, I mean, yeah. is he a screen setter and rebounder? Is that is that basically where it ends now in Phoenix for him? And a putback guy, yeah. I, I read last night in the last four seasons he hasn't played more than 53 games in a season. Yeah, so man. you've got to be willing to cop that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not willing to cop that. Not not at all. Uh, oh, there you go. Russell Westbrook. Triple doubles this late in a draft at 133. That's that's golden. Inc- that's that's golden value there for Joel T. Golden uh, 91. Boy. Golden boy. Russell. Can we start calling Russell Westbrook the golden boy? Uh, Absolutely. Also, love that, love that they've still got him in his Lakers uniform on his profile pic there on fan tracks. That's just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'm... I'm my head is being done in at this point with, I probably have left my forward range a little bit down potentially. I definitely have. I'm, I'm with you on that. I went very guard heavy at the start of the draft. And now when you, like I said earlier, when you look, you open up forward or you filter forwards, you go, hang on, where are they all? Where they all go? Um, there's a few real nice late flyers that I'm keeping my eye on that I'm definitely not telling you blokes about, but um we will see. They're probably going to be all off the board, all the good ones anyway. will be all off the board by the time I get back. Well, I've just managed – I just found in my draft when I was looking through my queue that Kawhi Leonard was in a guard spot, funnily enough, and I can't remember the last time he decided to be the uh, shooting guard of the Los Angeles Clippers. So I've just moved him into a forward spot. So I can't pick up another guard here. So I'm probably starting to look into some more – I'm probably needing some more rebounds because I need those forward spots. I was Mick. I love Josh Hart there. He was someone who I had my eye on. Mm. So I'm probably going to just pick up someone who can do a little bit of everything for me. And I'm going to pick up another Philadelphia guy in DeAnthony Melton, who the I Philly really stack. The, a bit of a Philly stack out of nowhere. I actually don't mind it. To be fair, the um, uh, the auto the auto picks taken Kevin Porter Jr. Sorry to interrupt. Obviously, that's not going to be a genuine pick. Um. There's a, so there's a few guys on here in auto draft now, which means that this, the draft will start to pick up a little bit. Um, so definitely not relevant, Kevin Porter Jr. this year. No, but thank not. you very much for taking him out of the queue and any consideration for me, Michael <laughs> underscore underscore H. Rebounds now getting late. I'm, oh, I don't really know who I'm looking at. To be fair, I'm a little bit like, oh, you know what? I'm going to have to take him. If he's still there, I'm going to have to take – I mentioned him earlier, Sadiq Bay. I think at about 145 for someone who gets rebounds, puts points on the board, uh, really exceptional free throw percentage as well from Sadiq. Hmm. Like that's not bad. I'm probably okay like steals-wise. I don't really like oh. – Matisse Thibault. I like, Sadiq, I like Sadiq Bay. I feel like the only risk for Sadiq Bay is that maybe he doesn't start the season that well and Jalen Johnson plays out of his skin and they lean into Jalen Johnson and a bit of a youth mm. movement there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only way I can see him being replaced. AJ Griffin was fantastic last year for the Hawks as well. He really Does he was. find his way into the starting lineup? Does DeAndre Hunter then maybe slide to power forward, which is also a chance of happening? Not a great rebounder, but they've they've experimented with Hunter at power forward before. So there's a couple of different things that could happen. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, my bay. I'm going to go Sadiq. And then I'm going to ask you guys an honest question because we've we've done this a couple of times and I know I've had a couple of tweets about it and people like it that we do occasionally talk about guys that we shouldn't talk about. Good. If I ask you guys, if I ask you to call out on your cues right now, I've got a, I'm just going to 
I'll send one of you. I'll, I won't send a message, but I'm going to type it out, ready to go. The guy who I would like to take next, I'm going to ask if he's in either of your queues. So, and I'll, and I'll show it. I'll call myself on it. Can you guys read out your queues? Next two guys in your sure queue. Can. Obviously, if your next two picks. My next two guys, Pat Williams yep. and Tari Eason. Oh, okay. I've got Grant Williams and Dylan Brooks. Now, one of the guys that I like, and we all know Obi Toppin, I've talked him up and I haven't taken because I'm just choosing not to take Obi Toppin in any draft because of my love for Obi is going to blind me sideways. Mm-hmm. Quentin Grimes. So I'm now waiting to see where Quentin Grimes falls because that whole thing with Fournier today, that solidifies me. And I know if that's just gone up today on the Insight Podcast Network on our YouTube and audio, go and download it, go and check it out. Make sure you like and subscribe for your chance to win an NBA jersey by putting your name in the comments. So if you haven't done that, we're on the quest for 1K. I talk about second year guys. Quentin Grimes is now, for my mind, the solidified starter for the New York Knicks. And if I can pick him up next way down, I, I really like what he can do. And he's also got dual position eligibility as well. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Cannot complain. We spoke about, uh, we did the Knicks podcast together, G. Um, yep. Grimes could be that, like we said on the pod, the 25 and four guy uh, in, a, in a year or two, realistically. Like his progression's been great. Tom Thibodeau's obviously trusted him at the back end of the season last year as well, which is massive because yep. mm-hmm. Thibs doesn't trust his, his rookies and his young players too often. So the Not fact that he's lent into Quentin Grimes is huge, I think, for his development. So yeah, he's a watch this space guy. Absolutely. 100%. Mick Grant Williams. Yeah. Yep. I like him. I watched a little bit of the uh, Dallas-Minnesota game today. <clears throat> um, purely because in our draft last night, I picked up Derek Lively as my center. Yep. Even though he didn't stuff the stat sheet, looked really nice. Had three blocks, altered a lot more shots. So as a rebounding and block streaming center, really, really valuable. Um, there's still a little bit to go there at Dallas, but Grant Williams, as we knew, was played a little bit of defense, um, spotting up in the corner. I think he shot two for seven from three, which isn't great, but it's preseason. So he's getting a lot of looks, though. Yeah, 100%. And, import- and yeah, importantly, he is starting there. My cue has been destroyed over the last minute, I reckon. May I recommend uh, you one Quentin Grimes? <laughs> yeah. You've, mm. You could have sold. I, I won't take it just for the sake of the podcast. I won't take him. No, no, um, no but, 100% though. Take him. If you were thinking like, my, if you're do it, man, take him. He's like, I can get someone else. But that's the thing about, I'm happy to call it out because this is what happens in real drafts. So I think we need to do the best, like our best advice to our punters, Brano, you know it, Mick, you know it. If, if, so, if the best guy gets taken out of the draft that you have on, you've got to change your plan. Mick, you shouted out at the front of the pod today. You've got to be reflexive and change. You've just ha- absolutely been shat on 100%. with all your picks. You have nothing else to do. Who would you be looking at? Maybe that's a guy now who gets your attention because you've listened to our work and you know, you're like, oh, you know what? That's the If that's a guy you want, man, fucking take him, bro. He's the second guy I want. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, Anthony you takes him. You get him on the way back around. There's no way Dell's taking him. No way yeah. Dell's taking him. Yeah, hey, you never know. You never know. I'd... There you go. He took oh, Horford. Al Horford. Okay, he didn't. He definitely didn't. Um, now, the, the word around the Golden State Warriors is that they're going to look to small ball this year. You know, Draymond Green's going to play a lot of five. But Draymond Green's also injured and being 
Uh, I think I saw uh, probably about three weeks he's being reassessed. So yep. I'm going to lean into Kevon Looney here as a little bit of a safe pick and hopefully get my guy on the way back around, which looks like I will in Quentin Grimes. So I, I could have waited on Quentin Grimes, which is perfect, but Kevon Looney will shore up my rebounds and my blocks. Uh, I was down on rebounds in this build. So, and I think he may get a, a decent run to start the year with Draymond out. Can I also there point out this is three. So I had Dylan Wright and Dylan Brooks oh. in my queue. Because uh, I've been looking for steals and threes, and they're both gone. Can I not all. recommend you Quentin Grimes because Brando's taking him? Yeah, he's gone. Um, yeah. I'll try. I'll trade for you. I'll, we'll, we'll talk trade after. I'll give you Quentin okay. Grimes for one of okay. your, your sixth round pick. Okay. Can I just also say, I swear to God, Phil keeps on taking Obi Toppin in every draft that we do with him, just so we can try and trade me him later in the season. Hundred percent. And he's probably he's probably listened to Matrix as well uh, a few episodes because Matrix is in love with Jeremy Sohan this year, and he's also got Sohan as a Sa- uh, San Antonio Spurs diehard fan. So, yep. um, which I, I don't mind that pick. I don't hate it. Uh, he's not a guy that I'll be drafting uh, this year. Just with Wembenyama. I mean, the, he has to play small forward, doesn't he, Sohan, to be relevant? Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think with Vassell signing that contract recently, they've really put a lot of effort into him. And I just think Vassell's going to have that because people are regulating Keldon Johnson. They're fading Keldon Johnson and they're like, they're really putting a lot more stock into Sohan. And, but you, like, I know Sohan, like, you love Sohan, don't you, Horsey? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, I wish I hadn't left my picking Ford's run until now, though. It's very <laughs> fucking thin. <laughs> Talk to me about Jarace Walker from Indiana. Jarace Walker has the potential to be a starter. I know that Phil put him in his write-up on our Discord about Jarace Walker. Look, Jarace has potential. If, if it doesn't work out with Obi Toppin, if you're thinking about him, Mick, this is a fly pick for you. So you grab Jarace now as a flyer, and you can move on with him later, mate. That, that's the kind of guy that Jarace is. He doesn't have a stable role yet, but he very well could. And nah. he could be like seventh, eighth man in the rotation. I'm picking up one of my favorite players of all oh, time. Oh, yeah. Australian whenever legend. You, yeah. Whenever you pick Matisse Thibel or we talk about Matisse Thibel, all I remember is in my league, how we all oh, met no. in NBA 2K. Don't, when, don't so a bit of background, the, the league let you put badges on players for anybody who's familiar with how 2K works. And uh, Mick decided he was going to put Hoff Clamps, Hoff Pickpocket, Hoff, all these defensive badges. And he just ran around with Matisse Thibel all game and just stole the ball off you about 10 times a game. So I've still got a bit of PTSD from him and DeAndre Hunter in your lineup that, that, uh, that my league year, Mick. So thanks for that. Speaking of DeAndre yeah. Hunter, he's just been You're picked welcome. up. Yeah. And it wasn't DeAndre Hunter. It was Jonathan Isaac, who I may pick with the Jonathan next Isaac. pick as my flyer. Yeah, that's a nice flyer too. Yeah. Uh, he's gone. Him. Someone took Jonathan Isaac out ages oh, no. ago. No. No, no. They took Isaac out. I saw that ages ago. Someone took him really high. Um, I, I was oh, – go back and yeah, have a Damo look. Yeah, Damo took him in round seven. Yeah, Damo took him really oh. early. Look, to be fair, he's got – he's got a right – he's like one of those – Everyone's forgotten about him because he hasn't played basketball for a very long time. So, I mean, yeah, I'm Isaiah Jackson. This is you're fucking joking, aren't you, Lays? And he's there too, Lazy. Uh, oh, now there's a beautiful Homer pick. Can we just, can, boys, can you join me in giving a ceremonial round of applause to our good friend, Mr. Rob? Well done, Rob. He's taken his favorite. He, he player got his. Of all time. He got his favorite player. Yep. He got his favorite player. Um, I am. 
No, you, we love you, Rob. You're not stupid. Um, I'm going to take a fly, though. No, I'm not. I am. I'm not. Do I take? Last two rounds, yes. I'm willing to gamble on guys, but I don't want to see. I don't want to take him now because I don't I want to take him in our own league. I'm going to I'm going to fill that forward spot with Karis Levert and make one Mister. I'm going to move him from reserve into forward because I'm very thin there, and reserve from Sadiq Bay into there to fill up those spots. I'm going to make uh, that's for Jake Skidmore. The, he he's he's been high on Karis Levert. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time that I give Karis Levert a bit of love uh, for what he can do as a six man in Cleveland. Just that—that's for Skiddy. That's for our boy Skidmore. There am... you go, Skiddy. Um, Caleb Martin at Miami. Nice late round pick. Nice defender. Shoots the three three fairly well as well. Max Struess at Cleveland. Mm, don't really like that. Don't think he's going to get much time there. When you, we're talking, he's behind Don, he's behind yep. Garland, he's behind Levert. He's way back in the depth chart. Can speaking I just say, depth, this is... Oh, go, go, sorry, go, Brian. Sorry, G. I was just saying, speaking of depth, is anybody getting RSI from scrolling so far down? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're 200 deep or we're getting close to 200 deep at the moment. And um, I'm, I've gone into no man's land here. I, I think I'm starting to look at blokes that are ADP, 230, 250, rank 400. Uh, so it's, it's getting pretty dire out here, boys, I think. Who's, the, who's this guy, Robert Parrish? Jesus. <laughs> Andrew Bogut's still active in the league, isn't yeah. he? I found this the other day. I Andrew saw him, Bogut I saw him was in a draft. Still... Oh, there he is. Yeah, you can still pick Search it on your search screen just to show the punters at home. Australian legend Andrew Bogut apparently is still able to be drafted in the NBA. Wearing his Lakers That's uniform, may I add. Mm. He won't be or is his Cleveland uniform? Is it wait? Is there even news on him? Rogues Bogues. There's actually news on him from 2020 still out there. So they really need to update that. Ah, that's I had Luke okay, Kennard as my streaming threes option. That's so I'll be honest, this is where I've I'll, I'll talk about my build because what I was about to do before um we just had a bit of a chat then, uh, Brano, was I had Luke Kennard and I had Keontae George, both who I really like. I, as a last round flyer, mm-hmm. um, I really like those guys. Um, so this is where in my last round, I'm looking for guys who can either come in and break out and play a role, uh, or guys who I'm going to stream in and target for my season. So I think there's only one guy left. I would probably do it just because I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to go just because you mentioned it before NBA 2k and the first guy I really bought up. Oh, I can't, it's going to auto draft me. Uh, trying to pick. It says I cannot pick that because my team will have a legal roster. I'll have a maximum uh, maximum players. Oh, it actually gave Did me Kobe pick? White in the end anyway. I was trying to get Kobe White or Malik Monk, uh, and it wouldn't give probably me probably just probably glitchy. Um, I was just yeah. about to say you can't you can't pick Steph Curry in the tenth round, mate. He's already been picked. Yeah, no, no. I was trying to pick up and Kobe David White Robinson back. retired twenty years ago. Did he? Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus, Larry Johnson. Larry, just need to type in Larry. Yeah, that's right. Mama. No, so I was going to pick up Kobe White because he was the first guy that I managed to badge up and make somewhat decent in NBA 2K. So that was a bit of a deep cut uh, to our earlier one. But this is where I've lent away. We talked about it earlier. We're, we're obviously doing a mock I-League draft. And again, shout out to all those boys and Carl, absolute legend running the ball league. It's an 11 cat league. So for me, I realized a long time ago that I was absolutely like fucked for triple doubles. So I've just decided to take that the entire way. 
and and lean into other categories to try and win. Again, 11 cats, I need to win six. So I've tried to get a lot of threes, a lot of points, some assists, steals, free throw percentage. But I've really tried to target my my three-point percentage because I think that's a f- one that needs to be. So that's where that's, I've actually lent into having a decent three-point percentage, ended up being the, the build for this, which was something I didn't expect off the uh, off the draft. And it's a bit of a paradox, isn't it? Like where you, you focus on trying to get players who can shoot threes, but they can also then tank your three throw percentage, your three point percentage. So like you, you get a guys that knock down a lot of threes, but they're taking 11, 12 shots and shooting at 38%. It might, it might actually tank the category that is directly opposed to it. So mm. for me, I usually try and steer clear of threes altogether. I don't, I don't usually focus on threes in 11 cap um, and try and find a guy who can get a triple double for me. And that kind of evens it out for me. So my last pick there, lads, after Corey Kispert was taken, was the last one in my queue. And it's someone that's going to be starting for the Lakers, apparently. Torian Prince, nice three-point shooter, plays a bit of defense as well. Might get me some steals. Definitely will improve my three-point percentage there and three-point makes. Mm. Very true. like that. Mm. Jalen Suggs as well going in the last round. Josh Green gone. Richard Holmes. In the Isn't it Rick Horn? Rick Horn. Nah, Richard. <laughs> Richard and Paul. Goes. So let, the last pick was uh, Derek Lively from Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Mick, you got some pretty strong thoughts about potential there with him. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, as we were saying earlier, in the pick and roll with either Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving, as Dallas do, they'll spread the floor to try and make room for Luka. If it doesn't work, he'll hit uh, Lively inside. Really nice in and around the rim, although today's statistics won't back that up. I thought he played quite a nice game, especially on the defensive end. Three blocks, altered a lot of shots. He looks nice, and for me, he's locked in as the starter there in Dallas. I like that. My um, last pick, the 199th pick of the draft, is Gabe Vincent, purely because he's the only guy I had left in my queue after I got flogged. I had Terrence Mann loaded up. I was looking at Terrence Mann. It would have been a nice option. I also had Josh Green, who I think has a big upside year in Dallas this year as well. Um, but they both got taken before me, so I had to think on the fly. I gave Vincent decent opportunity over there. Um, probably gets some backup point guard minutes. Might be able to get some really, really late assists, which is quite quite rare, isn't it, to, to get assists really late in your draft. Usually you see most of these guys that have assists nice and early. Yeah. Wrap us yeah, up, G. What do you reckon, mate? Yeah, look, I'm just going to guys who are still around. And you said like 200 picks deep just then. And there's guys who I'm really curious by, like Drew Eubanks and Phoenix being one of the guys there that I'm mm-hmm. I'm super curious about. Like he's got he's got some real potential, especially if, like, as you said, Nurkic hasn't played more than 53 games in the last five years, whatever it is. Whatever that stat was you read out earlier to us, Mick. Well, yeah. Drew Eubanks is the backup. I know everyone's like, oh, but oh, oh. Like, there's this thing about Bobo. No, it's, it's Drew Eubanks. And he's a, like one of the most dependable backup centers in the NBA, he immediately becomes like a run. If if you if you watch Nurt go down, Drew Eubanks, you are running to your waiver wire for that guy this season, 100%. Um, other guys who are serviceable, like like Killian Hayes, he's not even in the rotation anymore. Nick Richards, he's going to be the backup center over in Charlotte. So it really does get thin when you start looking down the list here in a, in a league. Even, but my favorite, the East Coast, uh, the East Coast cooler, uh, Balao Kula Bali, he hasn't even been picked up in a 200-man league. So it really shows you that when you're in a, at a deep league and you're playing with a very 
although it's 20 man, your teams are thin. So you've got to maximize every single spot. So I think that the thing is, is just go with your gut and draft on the fly. And I think if you look back again, I mean, does anybody pick up Dorian Finney-Smith in Brooklyn? Um, I mean, what's, what's the opportunity there for him? Is he going to come off the bench, play 15 minutes a game? Is that pretty much what he's looking at this year, Jay? Yeah, look, possibly. Like, you know, guys also like Larry Nance. Like, what's his role? Like, he's, I know he's dealing with a recent ankle injury, but Larry Nance was serviceable last year. But with Zion hopefully having a full season, and just Larry get some more backup minutes because uh, Trey Murphy's out right now. Cam Reddish didn't show much today, but last season in Portland, he was a streamable guy. So I guess it's, I mean, guys like Aussie's own Joe Ingles is on there. If you're streaming three pointers with a three point percentage, which is really good. Joe Ingles is definitely someone you want to have on your team if he's knocking down two and a half a game and it's a plus 400. Like the, he's like a, he's like an older Luke Kennard. I know you were like high on taking a Luke Kennard, Brano. Hmm. Yeah, oh, oh, not me. I think that was Mick, but no, I agree I with the me. sentiment. Um, but uh, you've also, I'm looking at two guys here that are sitting on the waiver wire at the moment if you want to stream threes in Seth Curry and Grayson Allen, who are two very serviceable options in, in their own right there. Um, Seth Curry finds his way back to Dallas again. Grayson Allen finds his way into Phoenix and a new opportunity over there. Who knows how they're going to use him, Um, which is why, again, I'll probably double down on the fact that I don't usually really focus on threes too much during my draft. And maybe if they come to me, uh, fantastic, but it's not a really big focus point for me. And I actually don't ever really punt them purely because you can find them so easily on the waivers. You can stream threes probably easier than you can stream any other category. Do you guys agree? Mm -hmm. Agree. Actually, I want to ask Mick that question directly because Mick, I know that you, especially in I League, so I shout out to them. I've got to ask Mick because I know in the playoffs last season we were talking early in the mornings about. I, I, I remember the text. I was sitting at a coffee shop, and you're like, "Matt, I'm looking at these guys. What do you think?" And we were bouncing because I wasn't in that in that run. Talk us through your journey with three points made and three point percentage uh, in in a, in, a, in a very competitive league. And who were you phasing in and out last season? Because I know that you. There's a couple of those names that we just said that you use. If you can remember that. Yeah, yeah, I can. Probably the number one, believe it or not, is sitting 297. I've got it here in my rankings. Isaiah Joe from Oklahoma City. He was brilliant for streaming threes. Shot the three really well. Nice high arcing shot, but he was shooting at it. I think it was like 45% from three last year. And he ended up winning me a lot of um, games in my league by whatever it was margin, which got me through to the finals. So... Uh, he was probably the number one out of all that. But with who's left here, probably the number one guy that sticks out to me is Cameron Payne, who's just signed at Milwaukee. 100% will run the sixth, will be the sixth man there and will run the second unit there. Him alongside Bobby Portis, I think, can do some damage there in the second unit. Can I just say, and, and this back to your story there, Mick, I know he won you a couple of leagues and got you through in the playoffs and you rolled him directly into Seth Curry as well. So that's, that's where he right. came. Yep. You rolled him directly off a back-to-back stream. But I've got to drop mm-hmm. I've got Joe just to make this work. And you picked up Seth Curry because of that high like ability to make threes and at a good clip. And I think looking back down through my list, there's guys talking about the Bucks like Malik Beasley. He has a potential role there this season with that depth in the second unit. Um, there's one guy, though, who really showed out to me that I'm really going to keep my eye on in the season. I think this is someone who I've really – has ingratiated himself to me with plays in Dallas. It's Jaden Hardy. Uh, he has shown out – again, it's the preseason. today, too. Kyrie didn't play. Now, Kyrie wasn't on the team last year, and Hardy was doing these things. 
So we need to be very mindful of what Jaden Hardy does bring to the organization because if it is a situation where Kyrie does get traded, which we all know is a potential, like I, I don't rule anything out with Kyrie Irving anymore. Jaden Hardy is a guy who I am definitely keeping my eye on who will go into a role and he's serviceable because, and this is what I like about that Derek Lively performance today. It might actually put some people off him because he's a rookie. We've got to remember he's a rookie and rookies don't really show out in fantasy basketball that well to start off with. It's, it's You've got to invest the time. Like Jalen Williams last year, I took him, I was high on him. I held on to him. And again, not being aggregated about Jalen Williams on social media, but you boys were in leagues with me. Did I not take Jalen Williams? And people were saying, aren't you going to drop him? And I, and I held him. I held him all year long. Facial fractures, not playing well, inconsistencies as a rookie. Do you, do you know who else didn't start well last year and came on and was top 50 value by the back end of the year? Who was Walker that one? Kessler. There you go. Walker Kessler. There yeah. you go. So, I mean, like, if you talk about these guys who are, you need to put up with stuff like the shit show that can be Derek Lively to start the season as he finds his NBA feet. Um, like Jalen Johnson, like you, you love him over in Atlanta, your home team this year, Brano, but it's for good reason, isn't it? You've got to put in the effort. Oh, absolutely. I, I always said, as soon as we drafted him and I saw a bit from him, I thought that he was a I wouldn't say a better option than John Collins, but he was John Collins 2.0. So that's that what is probably what opened the door to be able to move John Collins, knowing that you could fall back into Jalen Johnson and get a very similar kind of role out of him. I, I do like his game. He can attack the rim well. He shoot, he's actually improving in, in shooting the three. He gets your defensive stats. He gets your steals. He gets your blocks. Um, if they give him minutes this year, he could be a guy that you end up picking up off waivers and you hold him for the rest of the season, depending on how they use him. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the thing. This is the sleepers in our best picks of the season. Uh, in, in a bit of a heartbeat, boys, what was your best pick of today's draft, each of you? Mick, who was your best pick? And was there a sleeper? Your best pick, and was there a sleeper you managed to pick up that you were very yep. happy with you got at the end? Yep. I really like picking up Jaden Ivey in the seventh round. I think that's really nice value for me. And my best pick, I'm going to call it a tie between Josh Hart and... Tyus Jones. Okay. What about you there, uh, Brano? Same two my, questions. My best pick? Uh, maybe just in change of circumstance. I don't want to go and say Luca. It's too obvious your first round pick. Maybe Anthony Simons. I kind of like where I got him. Uh, I got him at 79, which I think is, you know, there, there's plenty of upside there in him. I feel like maybe the sleeper that I picked up quite late is Benedict Matherin, just with what we've seen from him last year. Just the balls on the bloke to go and call out LeBron James as a rookie as well. I'm a big fan of. So if that was a category, uh, balls on a, a second-year sophomore player, he, he's in my team. But, uh, yeah, no, Benedict Matherin is a smoky. I like him. What about yourself? Yeah, let's, oh, look, I, I think it's the Okongwu, the omelette, the omelette and Chris Paul picks. Like getting Chris Paul uh, after pick 100, I think, is, is, is value. He's a guy who's just been dependable in fantasy for many years and contributes across the board, has an elite assist rate and elite free throw percentage rate. So really happy with that one. And the omelette, Anyeka Okongwu at close to 100. To get him in a draft after Capella goes off two picks beforehand, I mean, I question, like, I do question. I know Capella is the starter at this point in time and therefore should be drafted as such. But just that upside on a Kongwu, I think those were, I think those were two of my favorite picks and upside picks at the same time. Uh, Can I just boys. mention very quickly, G? Sorry, the, the yeah, go. I mean, as an Atlanta fan, I've been watching quite closely the minute split between a Kongwu and Capella, and it seems to be getting a little bit closer now. So, mm -hmm. 
I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 24 minute split between them this year. Um, which which means that we see Okongwu's value probably coming up and Capella's maybe dropping backwards unless he gets traded. Uh, they've shown that they want to lean into him. And Quinn Snyder obviously has shown that he wants to give Okongwu some opportunity. So I I'm that's I reiterate the fact that I'm picking him before I'm picking Capella. Yeah, hundred percent. And I know it's again, this is probably where in drafts or Mickey, like you know it as well, Mickey Dell, mm-hmm. that when you're looking at a draft board and those those names that are above it those are where you're picking probably off like, okay, he's up there for a reason. And so some people may take that pick before someone with a bit more upside. Uh, that's why Capella would go. Yeah, for sure. Boys, thank you so much. That's huge. Thank you very much as well. I guess the big thanks is to our 17 friends uh, and analysts who joined us today for this 20 man mock. Like I wonder like this gets filled up and people get in there and they get their cues if they can't make the time just to give it the most authentic approach as possible. A big thanks Mm -hmm. to those 17 guys. And also we must shout out a big, big thanks to our good friends over at fantasy scores. uh, Also at uh, our friends standard squeeze, but also to our mate Ryan at astute news said, now, if you've ever wondered what is the best bank, if your current interest rate is too high, is that dream home that you want even affordable? Well, Ryan is the guy to help you out. He's a good mate of ours. He is absolutely a dependable source and a most trustworthy human because he specializes in residential home loans with over 50 lenders on a panel, including the major banks. And the best part is it's obligation free and he doesn't charge a fee like other brokers as well, which is which is huge. Uh, he has a whole range of services, but do check him out if you're looking at a new home. Check out Ryan at Astute Newstead on 0431 766 784. That's 0431 766 784 or email ryanh at eganwealth.com and use code INSIGHT to let him know we've sent you, boys. Thank you to both of you as well. Always a pleasure, mate. Thanks for thanks for ha- hopping on and sharing insight with all the all the ball page guys. You know, we, we talked a lot about triple doubles. We talked a lot about different categories, expanded categories in this one, which isn't very common, but it is growing in popularity. So uh, hopefully the guys get plenty out of this. And for anybody who is in a 20-man league, uh, you know, good luck this draft. Good luck this season. Yeah, good You're going to need it. Yep. Welcome to the shit show. Yep. I was going to say thank you, boys, for joining me through the 80 minutes of pain. Let's get this 20-man draft over and done with and enjoy the season. Take care, all. Thanks, guys. See ya.